Hello and welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, and with me tonight, very special guest. You might know her from SageNosis.com or Jinx TV. Perhaps you donate directly to her Patreon. That's right. I have Amanda Stevens on the horn tonight. How you doing? Uh, really good, Joe. Uh, glad to be here uh, on my day off. I know. I, man, dude, I'm, you were the one of the people who I missed seeing at Evo. It was, Evo was such, man, you're out and about with so much going on. It's a whole whirlwind. There's so many people you want to see and everyone's there, but time seems to just slip away. And I think I saw you one time from like across the room. Yeah, I think someone pointed and was like, I think that's Joe Monday. And I was like, I probably, and I was like, yep, but I'm going this way. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I have somewhere to be right now. Or like, I am furiously texting someone to be like, get your fucking ass right here, please. <laughs> uh, by the way, you can swear on this show. I don't know if I said that out loud before. Uh, uh, that's fine. You're free to curse uh, if you would like so, to. Um, we'll see. But yeah, so we'll see, how, we'll see how heated I get. Yeah, uh, we, we we might we might get there as you alluded to before I hit record. Uh, however, uh, we can kind of talk. We could start to slip into Evo talk. But before we do that, I like to put the pitch right at the front of the show uh, because you actually have a lot going on. Uh, your YouTube channel um, and a lot of the interviews that you do, you're pretty prolific in terms of uh, reporting. What's that? What's that been like for you on your end? What do you got going on? Uh, I mean, so uh, unlike a large portion of people who work uh, in esports journalism, uh, I know the FGC doesn't always consider itself an esport, but I actually went to school for journalism. Uh, That's what my target study was. Uh, I've always been really interested in talking to people uh, from a very young age. Uh, I was definitely not the kid that you could get to not talk to strangers. Um, and I, once I realized that I had a knack for interviewing, which I was told pretty early in my journalism career in college, I think in like my first journalism class that wasn't based around a textbook, uh, I just sort of decided that I might not be the best feature writer and I might not be a great news reporter, but I probably can interview circles around people. And so I just really, since like my freshman year of college, just focused purely on my interview craft. Leaned into that hard. Yeah. Well, going off of that then, is there one particular interview within the FGC? I'll house this in because this is Mm -hmm. primarily a podcast about fighting. So it doesn't have to be. You can venture out if you'd like to. Is there one piece of yours that you're particularly proud of that I should point people towards? Uh, I have sort of, it's sort of like a fight between, I would say, three that I've done in the FGC. Uh, it's, it's really hard to sort of, to sort of say one is better than the other. Um, I think it's pretty strong between my interview I did with D1 leading up to Evo to sort of figure out like what, because I know, I know very little about Smash. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have, I didn't have Nintendo consoles after the like NES. So I, uh, I, I just didn't play Smash Bros. I think until like junior year of college. So mm-hmm. I just have no personal relation to the game and me and D1, uh, the audio of it's like, I think almost an hour did like an hour long interview of like, why does Smash matter? 
what's the Smash scene like, you know, because a lot of, uh, you know, like, apparently, like, to Smash, Evo is, like, not the biggest deal, right? They have they have uh, right. big houses, like, their big sort of year-ender. Um, we talked about predictions, like, who was going to top, like, Dark Horses. Like, I learned, as far as, like, me uh, getting to play the uninformed MOOC, which I don't get to do a lot as an interviewer, uh, it was it was great to be uninformed for once and to like basically get schooled. Um, so you Daigo, basically had a, an hour and a half rundown of here's how this community works. Yeah, and, and it was great. Around. It was okay, cool. it was it was really great. Uh, you can find that interview on Jigs.tv. Um, the next one would be my interview with there's so there's two interviews. One's actually gonna go up on the Patreon soon. It's from Final Round. We finally have been able to fix the audio uh, to a salvageable amount. But oh, uh, okay. I interviewed uh, Kane Blue River at Final Round, where we talked about anime, fighting games, and sort of the, the reason why you don't see a lot of Latin American players on tours. Hmm. Uh, we talked about sort of like the economic situation in Latin America. We talked about visa struggles. Yeah, there's some social uh, issues that kind of prevent them from... Yeah, they and uh, that often. Yeah, uh, basically that's what we talked about. And because the audio was so bad, we did a run back at Evo that's up on my YouTube. Um, yes, I caught that one. I saw that one was posted. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of similar plot threads, but it's not. I don't think it's as passionate as the final round one, which is going up. I think tomorrow. Uh, it's just okay. that um, sort of this thread that. Uh, I kind of continued from interviewing Armada at Evo last year, where he was saying that, like, it's just him, Leffen, and, like, his brother are, like, the only good Smash players in Sweden. Okay. And basically, not only the only good players, but, like, the only ones there, period. Right. And so it's really hard for them to train because there's there's no one to train with. And um, conversely, I was like, well, how big is the Latin America scene? And he was like, it's not that it's small, it's just that because people don't, they can't, they don't think that they can travel because either a plane ticket is like, you know, half a year's worth of income or they don't, they pay the 150, which is like a month's worth of income to like pay for their visa and then they get denied. Mm. So the, 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 from his perspective of what players say to him, it's the sort of why bother? Like they don't mind being king of the hill, like the best guy at the local, but they don't want to be the best. Right, because it's a huge financial risk to even yeah. fancy and then idea. And then huh. also the Latin American market is not uh, conducive to sponsors. Hmm. Okay. So it's hard yeah. for players like that to get sponsorship. So that was sort of that sort of similar to the D1 uh, interview. I went in going, I went in with like one expectation because like here I am talking to like one of the Marvel gods. Right. I don't think it's going to be like good times, shitting on Marvel Infinite being dead, talking about Dragon Ball Fighters. And instead, we talked about how like shitty the Latin American economy is and how terrible the visa uh, situation between Latin America and the United States is. Right. And I was like, like all right, cool. Meaningful conversation like, there. Yeah. Cool. We had a political conversation today. Great. Like, this is, this is actually pretty dope. So, like, that, <laughs> that was pretty great. Uh, and then, honestly, uh, Bonchan. All of my Bonchan interviews, I've done two. They're, he's great. He's yes. very honest. Uh, he's funny. He's, um, he, it's surprising because he'll sometimes give you an answer that you're not expecting. So during, for example, in my interview with him from Evo this year, 
I asked him, did he like the old system for the Capcom Pro Tour where like uh, you could just kind of pick and choose your events more, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because there was just more points to go around. Uh, and then if you didn't do well in the beginning of the season, you could kind of sprint at the end. Or you could slack off at the beginning of the season, do Evo, see how many points you got at Evo, and then figure it out from there. Yeah, there weren't um, any lockout points, really. Yeah. And what he said before he even talked about, like, he said, like, yeah, you know, I kind of miss being able to pick and choose. But the thing that he brought up, which was very interesting, with, with no poking, by the way, um, is that he didn't like the fact that ranking events had less points because he felt that ranking events helped bring attention to local communities. Yeah, yeah. And that he felt that now big big players won't come out to local events, to, to ranking events, because... Yeah. Uh, and so that doesn't give those, the, those smaller regions the ability to, like, level up from playing against bigger players it doesn't you know bring more people to that smaller scene to like be like hey look at how great the scene is right and so you know people kind of now just write off some of the ranking events that aren't in like major areas already because like who wants to watch a tournament where like no if you no don't get first player if you don't get first at those tournaments it really doesn't matter all that much yeah and so i thought that that was like a, a very interesting perspective that he just brought up on his own uh, usually sometimes you have to like ask people to bring that up, right? You have to be like, hey, so how do you think ranking affects, you know, the local communities? Yeah. And instead, like that's usually as an interview, that's what you have to do to get a topic like that going. And he just like instead was just like, nope, this is what I want to talk about. And that makes perfect sense if you think about what he's been doing with Red Bull with like what I've termed as the fight bus basically yeah. rolling around Japan being like, Hey, check out these communities. Like we're yeah. on, we're on, he's basically on tour right now. Yeah. I wasn't <laughs> super surprised because it's Bonchan, right. but it's, it's always great as an interviewer that you don't have to bring something up. Right. That like, yeah, you, you don't have to lead the horse to the water. You didn't pull that one out of him. He led with. Yeah. That. Yeah. So that, and that was just like, I think a great, uh, sort of topic to talk yeah. about so like i know it's a cop-out that i didn't give one but i think each one says something different about the way i like to do my interviews mm -hmm. uh which i think separates me from say like born free i think born free is like a great historian of the fgc and understands the games a lot more than i do on a technical level um and so he really gets players to relate to him as like someone who's also an fgc enthusiast whereas i think i uh, I'm better at talking to the humans. Yeah, Mark's a great guy. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so I think that those three interviews sort of highlight what I do in my interviews. Yeah, no, you're, you've done a great job. If I, <laughs> if I can compliment you on air like that, just talking oh, about no, that. And people should go check out those interviews because they're, they're out there. Um, so with that in mind, I guess we can step into topics because we brought a couple topics to the table this is kind of how mm -hmm. the guest inter guest podcast go we kind of pick one or two topics talk about things parse them out uh, but we were talking about evo earlier and i guess before we get into Ooh. the evo topic that we're going to talk about just like in general i know we're like a couple weeks after it there's already been premiere events a bunch of ranking events a lot has happened but like how is how is your evo how is your evo experience <laughs> Evo's pretty great. Um, I, like a lot of people, 
have been watching Evo for years. Uh, not always from start to finish. Sometimes, you know, a friend goes, hey, you got to check out this Blas Blue final. It's fucking crazy. Oh, my God. Central Fiction last year was... Yeah, last Insane. year, but I'm, I'm also talking about the the Galileo. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dogura mm. one, you know the the these these two aren't human. Uh, like, I I had a friend who was watch like I watched uh, right before the reset because a friend was like, "You have to watch this. This is insane." And I was like, "All right, cool." And I like hopped out in front of my computer, turned on Twitch, and was like, "I know nothing about this game." I'm losing my shit right now. Why am I losing my shit? This is amazing. You just um, have to know a little bit about fighting games to know that like what they're doing is rather incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so 2016 was my first Evo physically there. Cool. Um, and I've been back every year since. And so it's, it's great to like come see everybody. And it's also a great way to like do my craft, right? There's right. so many players to pick from. Uh, so Evo is always great. It's always sad at the end of Evo because I'm like, oh man, I didn't get to talk to this person. And oh man, we didn't make this one work out. Yeah. Uh, but there, there are simply because there are so many people there and that. Yeah. And it's really easy, especially someone like me to get caught up in the grind and mm -hmm. like not, not focus on like qual. Well, I, I'm not going to say that none of some of my interviews weren't quality, but uh, I definitely get caught up in like the quantity and then I leave Evo like a zombie because yeah. I've just been been on the grind from 8 a.m. to to 10 p.m. every night. Yeah, on your feet all day, moving around, yeah. going from place to place because Vegas is a pretty large area and if people aren't yeah. in the same place to do interviews, it's like you are just... Oh no, I make people. If they're not free in the <laughs> venue, that's like my... That's rule number one I learned after... Between year one and two, so 16 and 17, is that like, I'm not leaving the venue for your ass. If you don't want to come back to the venue <laughs> or like you want me to like come meet you in your hotel room, it like first like of a, all, it takes like a half hour. It takes the, so long. The convention center part of Mandalay Bay is not like next to the fucking rooms. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like I have to like transverse through the fucking casino to get to the hotel portion. And then, like, get to your room. Nah, I'm good. Like, if you don't want to come back to the venue, we can, like, figure shit out after Evo. Like, well, like God forbid they're at the Luxor, and it's like, well, you might as well. That's, that's like, two hours of your time just for yeah. 30 minutes work. Yeah, so I, I learned – I, I definitely learned after years one and two to, like, take what I can get physically at the venue. Um, right. As much it, as, like – yeah, and that's like when it's been at at Mandalay, but like before that, even when it was at like the convention center. I was and, there for 2016. When oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's Dave, right. Because 2016, Friday, yeah, Friday and right. Saturday were at the convention center, and like I said, like that wasn't too bad. Yeah, because everyone was basically forced to be there because you had to like, it wasn't easy to get there if you weren't very close. Yeah, so I didn't mind it as much. I definitely enjoyed. Right. Um, I definitely like the Bay more, and I think that that's because of the way Evo treats press at the Bay. Sure. Um, so 2016, like, uh, we didn't have a press room. So you got your press pass, mm. and then if you had a lot of gear with you, like I did, like I brought my laptop day one because I had been covering esports for so long and used to there at least being like a room with like a water fountain and like some tables, maybe lockers if we were like special. Um and maybe a printer, right? Um, hmm, yeah. Being like, oh, cool. Like, and then I like, I remember going up to like the TO table slash information and being like, hey, so where's the press room? And they all kind of just looked at me like I was crazy. 
and I was like, and I was like, wait a second. Are this will be a weekend. <laughs> I was like, wait, are you guys real right now? I was like, this is the biggest fighting game event of the year, and y'all don't have a press room? What? Okay. (laughs) And so 2017, I I came with less stuff because they didn't tell us that there was a press room ahead of time. Um, Right. And so 2017, we had like a press area that had tables and it had outlets. And I was like, oh, this this is pretty hype. We still didn't have internet dedicated to us, which is like, Super feels bad, man. Right, and yeah, because it's bad. Because it's year, bad for content. That year it's bad specifically, for content I feel like the internet was really bad that year. It was much better this year. I yeah, feel. and this year we had less tables, but we had hard lines. Ah, much better. Uh so like definitely like a step up. Uh there were some things that could have been done better. Um, you mm. know, there only being like. Very few outlets being allowed to have laptops on Sunday, you know, that that could, you know, alleviate some of the concerns the community had about, like, uh, there not being interviews on Sunday. Uh, Because, you know, you had WSO Logan, right, being like, hey, where's all the problem? Like, why are there no Problem X interviews? Right, like there was last year. It was main stage interviews. Gutex and Tokyo. That's where you get the good quote of fighting games are something so great. Are great, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you had infinite, you know, Taquito interviews afterwards, right? Yeah. Yeah. Almost every outlet had one. And then this year, you know, it was, was, I think, me. They just show off the lights. It's Yeah. (laughs) Um, They they handed out medals and just the lights went off. (laughs) Yeah, now I will say... So the janitor some was spe- on stage just brushing off the paper. It was, was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, <laughs> I will say um, that I do want to squash a rumor. So there were some people in the FTC okay. saying that, like, uh, the top eights should do, like, a press conference. Uh, either after their top eight or um, the day after. Like, there'd just be, like, a media day right. on Sunday, on, I guess, Monday. Uh, Evo did make the top eights of every Sunday top eight available to the press. So after, you know, Tekken ended, all of the Tekken top eight was brought down to the press area. So that was a thing that happened. Okay, cool. Uh, So I definitely want to clear up that. So it wasn't like a, oh man, you know, there's no interviews because it's too hard for the press to get a hold of the top eights. Um, Even Street Fighter. As the last one, granted, we were had a little bit less time with right. Street Fighter because it's so late and everybody wants to go home. Yeah, it ended at um, like midnight thirty almost. It was yeah, it, it I felt late. Yeah, so just just to just even even Street Fighter, we had we had top eights. Um, now, uh, Evo had some it had had a little bit of stricter press access this year for Sunday. Uh, and that hmm. led to there being less outlets physically with press credentials on Sunday hmm. uh, and equipment privileges on Sunday. Uh, so that led to some issues. So there were outlets there. Interesting. Uh, I just don't, there's just, there's just been some talk that, the, you know, either the press didn't care about Problem X winning or, you know, because he's not Asian, uh, I heard was some. I heard somebody say 
And but uh, that's just bigoted and ignorant in a whole lot of different ways. So yeah, but I've heard you, I, you probably have seen the same tweets that I saw of people being like, "Oh, no one interviewed Problem X because he wasn't an American or he wasn't Asian." That that wasn't it. Yep, um, I've seen that. <laughs> so it was. It definitely was a how late it was, and like I said, just the fact that uh, yeah. there was less there was less press press access on Sunday, and that's all. That's all I'll say. Okay. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter. We can have we can have a conversation, but uh, but uh, it's it wasn't it wasn't uh, a press didn't care and it wasn't right. an ego didn't help the press thing. So it wasn't like we didn't have access to the players and it wasn't that the press didn't care. Yeah. So I just want I want I want everybody to know that we do care. Just because you guys think that we don't like you, it's not true. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you see a lot of people complaining about something online from people who weren't there. And yeah. it's just like, well, you weren't there, and this whole situation is really hard to explain, especially when the only way you want to communicate is like over Twitter and like short form yeah. things where it's like, okay, it's kind of a complex situation. I can't yeah. really wrap your head. Like the thing that got me really pissed off uh, was much later, and I saw a lot of people hating on this right after the event, was... Like, hey, why couldn't they keep Top 64 updated online? And a part of me was like, yo, were you even, like, if you were around Top 64, like, when that starts, it's, it's like, impossible to even get the players. And they're, like, right yeah. there. It's, like, those TOs, and, like, God bless them. Like, yeah. those dudes, uh, a lot of the same people from last year, so they know what the fuck they're doing. But, like, just getting a hold of people, like, standing on chairs, being like, hey, I need to commandeer this chair so I can stand on it. And then some people being like, nah, you can't take this chair. Because, like, <laughs> they've created a coliseum-like wall of people around just one setup where there's only, like, two play two people playing on, like, one setup. And it's just, like, surrounded by... 50 or so people and it's just impossible to penetrate that and like it, it how is your voice even gonna reach over that crowd and also yeah. there's also there's a there's a grand finals going on at the same time that's in close you're proximity. competing with yeah like it, it definitely it, it's one thing that i've kind of learned to to like pick my battles on right. on twitter um not not just not to create a whole new topic, but uh, it's definitely like a thing where you just have to realize most of the people who are complaining on the internet uh, weren't physically at the event or weren't, or in my case, weren't physically in the press area, right? right? So I have to like understand that like this person isn't just like saying shit because he's like angry or just like wants to like spread false information. They physically don't know right. what was happening. So they're just speculating like anyone who's complaining about the top 64 not being updated definitely wasn't physically at evo oh yeah right? they're, 100%, watching, they're, 100%. they're watching from home so they have no idea the like struggle it is to be a to at an event that huge so like my fucking local gets updated it's like because there's like only 64 people that, no there isn't 64 there's, people there. there's, there's no only... paper brackets at your local it's a guy sitting at a laptop getting the information fed to him but why right? do they have it on paper brackets why don't they just only use smash gg it's because they're fucking... oh man <laughs> oh. with it uh yeah but we can we we, we should move past this because we got a lot to talk about tonight yeah i know that one just in particular i don't think i ever had an opportunity to like say those words out loud but like yo if you're trying to trust hotel internet to run your 2,000 person bracket and try and keep And if that you up. guys don't understand how like, expensive internet is, 
as a like convention runner like you guys are already mad that evo costs 40 dollars to spectate like y'all gonna be hella more mad if uh mr wizard had to pay for like 200 computers to run all the brackets right. so like relax Dude, yeah and relax like also like just a side note i thought internet was pretty good at the event this year just i did not expect that i mean i had a hard line so like <laughs> right. i don't Wi-Fi, I was actually pretty much fine the whole the whole weekend, which was good. Which was actually pretty cool. I like totally didn't expect that because there have been years where it's like you're at a convention center and of course the internet's bad. That's just what you have to assume. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. Anyway, moving on. Well, kind of not moving on. Oh. Uh, what are we heading to? Are we heading to my, my topic? Yes. Yeah, I feel like that's the good transition here because I was going to transition right. away from Evo, but I'm going to ring you back in and somewhat talk about it. Uh, tangentially is Wake Up Wednesdays is back with Michael Martin. Oh uh, man, my favorite show. It's a, I, I, it's one of my favorite shows. It is, it is legitimately a, it was actually one of the shows that when he started it, I was like, great, I don't have to talk about event. Like, it, it, oh man, events. who got how many points from yeah, I don't have from, to talk about body that, count. Man. Because like, it's right there. Like he he talks about it all and brings it all up. He has nice graphics and it's like, okay, great. That service exists now and I don't need to cover it because he'll cover it. And I can just point people to, hey, go watch the Wake Up Wednesdays if you want to know um, what happened. However, Look, if something cool happens, I'll, I'll bring it up. Or if something worth talking about happens, uh, we can bring it up on the show, uh, which... Uh, I guess something worth happened in the sense of like... Not physically on the show, but uh, sort of a community thing that Michael Martin decided he had to talk about in a thread. Which I'm is a... apparently, even though this the first episode, because we got two, right? Mm-hmm. We we got we got the episode with Jackie with Jackie O and Cool Kid, and then we got another episode of Rob TV. Um, is that some people were saying how come there was no top players? How come no Daigo? How no Daigo? How come, How come no, no Alex Male? No Justin Wong? Um, and I mean, uh, I, I know you probably have some thoughts, but as an interviewer and a content creator, y'all are whack. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> because you, you motherfuckers, <laughs> you know, are all about the community right now. You know, support your locals. And, you know, how come, like, how come this dude can't get a sponsorship? And how come this dude you know, isn't on the tour. Man, this guy's an online warrior. I bet you if he finally gets a sponsorship, he'll be great. And granted, we're talking about Rob TV and Cool Kids. So like How they... come there's no money in this community? We need to like get money to people who like are putting on the grind. There's people out and here then, grinding. And then Michael Martin interviews <laughs> somebody who's it's their first time commentating at Evo. Cool kid who like was the breakout player next to Nemo. I mean, it's hard to call Nemo a breakout player. But, like, Nemo and him were, like, the breakout players towards the end of 2017, right? Like, Nemo went on that, like, really amazing grind where he then also won the last chance qualifier. Cool Kid had that amazing fucking turnout at Red Bull Battleground Chicago. And then the amazing um, showing at Red Bull Battlegrounds in Boston. Mm-hmm. So, like... You know, we have they had we their, have this, their plot lines. They had some st- some good storylines there. Yeah, and you know, so here he is uh, again making top eight after a relatively quiet uh, season three, after, and then we have Rob TV after right? beating so like, after beating immediately after beating Daigo. 
Yeah. Which right? was which was not live streamed because it's impossible to like tell what matches are going on at top sixty four. You had to be yeah. there, guys. You had to be there. But like and y'all are like, where's my Daigo? Like, seriously? Like this is why You gotta so, like, like knock out four cheerleaders just to get to them. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's like, I mean, like this, sixteen so, pom poms you need to brush aside before you can even touch the man. Yeah, but I'm gonna like this is a real talk moment. Uh so as as FGC press, uh, esports press, we get a lot of slack from the community because you, uh, the community thinks we don't give the FGC a fair shake, and it's, uh, and you guys are always like, well, why don't we, you know, how come I never see interviews of like when Oil King wasn't as hot, right? People are like, how come we we don't know anything about Oil King, or how come we don't know anything about Gachakun, or how come we don't know anything about No Kami, right? Like, where are all the mid tier guy interviews? It's because you guys don't read them. And you guys don't watch them. And then when we finally do those things, you know, we highlight a Rob TV, we highlight a Jackie O who was like super humble and passionate and just like, I'm so I'm like her first words out of her mouth was how grateful she was that she was at Evo. She's a hundred percent lovely person and has done so much for her community for multiple communities not yeah. just Street most Fighter. of most of canada <laughs> like but i mean multiple like multiple games i should say yes. right um but like uh overall I, I know, an incredible like, an incredible person doing incredible work like legitimate very right. solid grassroots efforts within her communities she is the person you want to highlight and she's she's basically the person that you probably want to be Yes. You probably yes. are also on your grind, right? You should be You're... jealous of her. Everyone should be jealous of her. I'm jealous yeah. of her. I want to be I want to be the Vancouver. Right? Like I just I don't know. It it really it really uh grinded my gears that Michael Martin was a, was getting cuz Michael Martin doesn't respond to all the slack he gets, right? Right. A no content creator does. And so what should, a content also creator he shouldn't makes... because he's part of Capcom and there's probably some weirdness going on there, but Yeah. Go ahead. But you know, you know, like, so you know that he got enough slack for him to make that 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 thread. That wasn't like one dude being like, "Where's the right. Daigo interview?" Right? That th- th- there was more than just one dude or a few dudes. And so, like, to, to the community, I, I have to say right now, like, make up your minds. Either be about the community and be about growing the scene making more people get that money so that, you know, everybody can live the sort of dream or just be a bunch of fanboys. Like don't pretend that you're about the community and be a stand at the same time. You can't have it both ways. I like that statement. I like that statement a lot. That that's, that's honestly how I feel. So like, like I interviewed Alucard at final round. It was a good interview and it has like a hundred views. I actually, I, he had a turn. Like a couple of years ago, this is kind of an aside, uh, just to kind of speak to Alucard, where his past kind of little Harry. Did you talk on that at all in the interview, or is he? Uh, well so I didn't know that? about I didn't know about that to be honest. I knew Alucard strictly because I I've just seen him at everything. He's mm-hmm. literally been at every event I've been at. <laughs> just seen in the passing. FGC. It was so actually like impossible not to interview him. <laughs> yeah, it was basically it just basically got to the point where I was like. I, I saw him at uh, Defend the North when I went to it in 20... I saw him at Evil when I was there in 2016. I saw him at Defend the North. Mm-hmm. I saw him at Brooklyn Beatdown. I saw him at um, Red Bull Battlegrounds. So by the time I got to final round, I was like, all right. 
I've seen this guy enough. <laughs> Let me just turn I on might as, <laughs> I might as well interview him. He's free right now. Like, <laughs> let's, let's do it. So, like, it was definitely one of those interviews where I didn't have, like, a ton of, like, background information ahead of time. And I just right. wanted to talk about, I just wanted to talk to a person in the moment um, and see how well I could hold a conversation without a lot of research. But, like, that's, that's far beyond the point. Like, y'all can't just be stands. Right. I'm sorry. Like, you guys can't in one moment be like, oh, nobody lives the esports life and esports not giving us money. And then, like, not show them that there are, like, that there's more people than the people already sponsored. That's basically the point. Like, if you guys only want Bonchan, Daigo, Problem X interviews, like, cool. But then, when, like, there's no money in the scene because all the good players, it looks like all the good players are already sponsored. I don't know. Yeah, like just, just shrug your shoulders shrug. and say, "Well, what do you think?" Like you're building this huge tower and putting all the weight at the top. There's nothing below to support any of this. This is not sustainable. Yeah, uh, and so to like, be clear, it's I guess I should my air, my hands up in the air. No, like to that. I guess to to give a little bit more context, I should go back. I'll I'll read through the tweet thread uh, just real quick, and I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, but he starts off by saying, I know some folks are going to wonder why I didn't talk to the top pros at Evo uh, in these latest videos. And there's a couple of reasons. A, Evo is an incredible, difficult event to get interviews while players are still competing. Super true. That's a little yep, editor- they're busy editorializing they're there. Very busy. They're tired. Uh, I'll ask. Some will agree, depending on timing. Sometimes it doesn't happen. And not to mention, my current job has me doing quite a few other things at events, too. He goes on to say, B, I've spent a lot of time talking to the most well-known individuals. Sure, I hope to get Problem X or Justin Wong, but I also wanted to get some fresh perspectives from folks I hadn't spoken with before or hadn't spoken with in a while. I think I got that. C, it's not about quantity for me. It's I did quantity for Red Bull Esports and Yahoo Esports two years in a row where I chased after players and cranked out interview after interview in an 18-hour workday. I like what I got, but sure, I'd like to have more. So and all I, of the I, truths I, that we've talked about here of it yeah. just being impossible to reach people, wanting that quality over quality, it's, it's tough. And he has, like, also interviewing people is a Very side hurting. part of his job. It's probably like a liner note in his job description. Yeah. <laughs> right? For what he's doing nowadays, it's not the right. the be all and end all. He's not like me anymore. He he his whole his whole life doesn't revolve around being a talking head. No, 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 no. So, uh, so that kind of give he had to give that little bit of insight to, I guess, get some some fire off off of this, right? Maybe he wasn't getting fire. Maybe he pre. Maybe he was preempting. Could be. Preemptive. I'm just saying. That if you are one of those people that's like, where's my Daigo? Where's my Problem X? Well, first of all, you should watch, you should read and read one of my Problem X interviews and watch the other one. Right. Chill. Chill. Second of all, they're out there. The chill, press got chill, to them. They're there. Uh, and two, <laughs> like, it's Evo. It, between Event Hubs, Jinx.tv, Shuriken, and like the billion fan sites, right? Like your right. Tekken Gamer and whatnot. Your, your favorite probably got interviewed. Leave Michael alone. Yeah. Like to leave, get more than leave one Leave Michael interview. alone. <laughs> yeah. To try and get more than one. I can't even imagine what it would be like to try and get more than like one interview in. 
even I did, t- I did 12. <laughs> what? Wow. I'm not a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm actually the ghost of Amanda's future. Um, yeah, we, your, I, your, your body is actually left at Mandalay Bay. People yeah, don't I'm, I'm still there. This might be my dream. This might be a dream escape yeah. for me. Well, um, this is a nightmare, actually. Welcome to America <laughs> in 2018. Oh, boy. <laughs> no. Okay. So, all right. I think that gives people probably a little bit more perspective on on why he had to say those things or at least, you know, what wake up Wednesdays is about. Cause honestly, when I saw that he was doing, or when I watched wake up Wednesdays this week, I was like, Jackie, O, like, hell yeah. This is, Oh yeah. This is a person that otherwise gets like zero airtime, but like I've been louding that community for at least a year now because they've been doing such a great job. Yeah. It's like, like, can you hear us from the back? There are so many people putting in great work. And here it is on the, on like Capcom proper YouTube. Yeah. To say, let's give some credence to these people. Yeah. So it's good. Overall, it's a good thing. The, not, not, not the, not the need, not the sort of mentality that kind of caused the tweet thread. That That's not right. a good thing. Right. But it's a good thing that Michael realizes that he has a platform uh, that he can highlight you know, the people who aren't going to get highlighted by, you know, an ESPN or even a Jinx.tv. Jackie would be a really hard sell for me, to be honest. That's fair. I mean, that's, I, I get but it. But that's partially because of the earlier statement that I made that you guys yeah. haven't have shown in the numbers to, to support a Jackie O interview or to support a Damascus <sighs> interview, <sighs> right? Like you guys aren't showing. That's awesome. He wasn't at Evo though, unfortunately. Yeah, but I would definitely interview him for oh, like my yeah. Patreon. Hell but like yeah. it's it's definitely like a, a lot of and then people are gonna start. I, I actually want to. I'm, I'm I'm gonna move on because you know some people would be like, oh, so you're telling me that like, uh, you guys only work for clicks and I don't, don't want to hear that conversation ever. But like, there's a lot of reasons why certain things don't happen and like it like community. Come on, step up, make my job easier. Yeah, honestly, make if our were, job easier. Yeah, if there were, man, hmm, here's the other thing that you Ooh. kind of touched upon and i kind of want to prod this a little bit oh boy talked about it before but like clicks on worthwhile fgc news and coverage (laughs) is like it's it's tragic it is legitimately tragic for me to because i can see stuff on on the back end as a moderator of our street fighter like how many views something gets and like i mean you see all the upvotes and the percentages of course and that can be somewhat of a qualifier to like what people are watching or interested in. But when things that are like such high value, like here's a highly valuable piece of FGC content that like you can learn from, you can uh, glean some insight from, or just get some coverage on a community that otherwise wouldn't get a lot of coverage. Uh, something that is a worthwhile piece of FGC news. And if it's I knew just we like, were talking about this, I would have gotten some numbers. So let's, let's, it's like let's 200, take- it's like 200 views. Which is so like let's, a piss. Let's, let's it's take a, one. It's a dribble of piss. It's nothing. So, so we'll use we'll use one of my interviews because I'm because you know I'm I'm conceited like that. So That's my Bonchan interview has 105 upvotes. It's 98 percent upvoted, or has 105 score. I don't know how the the, the number thing works. Uh 98 percent upvoted. Six comments. 5.3k views. Now, just so you guys know, 5.3k views isn't 503. Is it 5.3k page views? Mm-hmm. 
does not right? Cool. That, that, that does not mean that Jinx.tv got 5.3k views from r slash Street Fighter. Uh, the way that I understood the page views things is that that's how many people view the thread, right? Correct. That's what that 5.3. So let's take the law. There's this, there's this uh, thing that they teach us in marketing, which is that uh, 10%, you can guarantee that 10% of your audience actually clicks the link. So, so 10% of 5,000, right, is roughly about 500. About 500. That sounds right. Honestly, so, that sounds right. <laughs> so I interviewed somebody who I believe currently is like 20th in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to go look this up. You can maybe you can hear the clickety clacking of my keyboard and someone who right. has some like incredibly driven 19th. prospects. He's currently 19th. I think at the time he was 12th. Right. Um, you know, there's some is events. The best, is the best Sagat. <laughs> is the be- well, right now is the best Sagat at the time was like, you know, the best right. Nash. Correct. Um, only 500 views, maybe more. Right. Now, I'm blessed that my outlet uh, likes also the social media impressions that I get my content, so they take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. But, like, your subreddit has 70K people. It's a hot, that's a big number. It's a big number, but it's only 5K. Now, I can tell you for a fact that, uh, I don't know if you guys want to hear this, but my League of Legends interviews that make the front page of that subreddit, which I understand dwarfs your subreddit. Oh yeah, in, it's a in, much in bigger numbers. Game. Yeah, it's much enough. It's, it's it's much bigger. But let's let's look. So League of Legends has 1.8 million uh, people. Uh, when I did League of Legends content, I know for a fact, talking to my uh, my editors, that uh, I definitely had more than 500 from a from a front page. Oh yeah. Article. Oh yeah. Um, I like during the world championship in 2016, uh, I had multiple articles that made the front page and uh, I basically got the small outlet. I was working for a bigger budget based on those page views. Uh, we're talking like in the like 50 K. Yeah. Like this like is an average interview. And that's something that like the FGC doesn't like know those numbers. That's not even like within the realm of possibility based on public interest. And granted, I get it. Like fighting games are still niche. It's one of those things in my gut where I feel like they really shouldn't be. And this is a whole other conversation to like player retention, which like we could talk about that Dantarian thread and talk about player retention. But I think I covered that. Oh no, that wasn't a podcast. that was an interview that should be released sometime in the near future. I'll link to that when that comes out. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll have that conversation on this podcast at a later date when the interview is live. However, player retention, the FGC and like community feedback is like next to nothing in comparison to like, yeah, to something like that. And like, not to say that what you do is even niche within that community. I don't know it that well. Uh, would you say it's only like a small chunk or is it just a, or is it a larger oh, chunk? I I do? I'm, yeah. I'm ignorant to that, to that, to that particular so, community. So, so I, I don't know uh, what, what block of. There, I don't know how many FGC content creators there are. Um, hmm. I don't, I like, I, I, I'm aware of like uh, Virginia Glaze, uh, you know, Born Free. Uh, there's St. Cola on Twitter. 
I know that there's other FGC content creators, but I don't really know a lot about them. Like, there's Corey Gaming in them. Um, so, like, I do... I just... I, I, like... I know that you guys really like watching videos. So, like, I understand that, like, the FGC, like, definitely you, prefers video content. Even with, like... like I'm talking more so about, like, the League of Legends community. Like, what's... What's your, your cut there, really? Uh, I mean, I get... So I'm super small in League, and I haven't done League uh, in a while because I've been taking a break. But, like, I know the numbers that I get from League, um, and, like, the FGC just pales in comparison. Yeah, see, that's, like, that's the crazy part to me, that even... And I don't mean to say this, I'm like... I'm small. I'm not, like, I'm I'm not, not saying... No, yeah, I, I don't want to say this derogatory, like, at all, or, like, say, like, give negative connotation, but I'm like, okay, you have maybe a smaller chunk of the League community, but, like... Even that, even that small chunk dwarfs major Five. things with like our most major. So like things. if I like if I compare my Evo page views to my World's 2016 page views, so those are like because those are comparable, right? Like sure, yeah. we could say that like Capcom Cup is like the the Street Fighter event, but I wasn't at the Street Fighter event. So the sure. next biggest Street Fighter event I was at is Evo, right? Uh, and I can get both yeah. of those page view numbers if I really wanted to. I could ask my editors, and they probably could tell me, and then I'd probably have to sign an NDA for yeah, one of them. That's okay. Well, um, I'm not going to edit this podcast, well, so you're good. <laughs> so, so, don't even worry about it. <laughs> so, but I will say, I, I, I will say that I, I, I'm, I, I know what my world's 2016 numbers were, yeah. and they are much higher than any FGC content I've ever done. Maybe with the exception of like my Daigo interview from last year. That yeah. might come close to some, but that would that probably is like the lower end of my F, of like my so like I'm pretty sure me interviewing like a mid tier League of Legends player did better than my Daigo interview did, which is crazy to me that and my Daigo interview I totally did believe that worst than a mid tier League of Legends player, and so and I totally believe that. Uh, and I don't know, at the risk of like continuing to sound like a curmudgeon who's just like, why don't people care about the FGC? Uh, I've been people. trying to look for solutions to like maintain uh, people's read. interests. Yeah, read. Read. <laughs> read. read. Watch videos. Watch them multiple times. Reading is one thing. Be uh, that's actually Yeah, that's one thing that actually, oh man, that actually got me like super bummed out. Uh, not like super bummed out, but like, Cause I think I'm it sorry. makes sense for, for like her career. But like when Virginia was like, I kind of have to branch out from FGC. And this was immediately following Evo, like the biggest, like the top of the top, like this is where, this is the height of fighting game content is like right here. And mm -hmm. then to just see, or at least I felt as someone who could see all those numbers and reactions to be like, Oh man, people are not, people aren't into it. Like, and we just, there was a home run. There was a grand slam just like a moment ago. And like, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of people care all that much. And then to see Virginia go like, well, I think it makes sense for me to branch out. And I'm like, she is like the best. And I think I'd say, like, I could say this with some authority, I think. Not that I have any authority, but I read a lot of FGC content. She's probably the best in terms of written content and to have her be like, no, well, I have to write for other things. It's like, I mean, I get it. So, so to be completely 
honest, uh, this isn't a comment on Virginia, because I don't like commenting publicly on other writers, because I think that that's, whether you say good or bad things, I think it's just like shows favoritism or... I will. I'll say she's great. She's been on the show a number of times, and I'm biased as I, fuck. I love her. I love her as a person. Uh, so this isn't like me trying to like low-key like say shade. Um, but... There's some really popular FGC content sites that pay like doo-doo. Ah, man, that's... That's uh, it. That's uh, all I'll say. And that can be... So part of that, again, is due to site traffic. Like... Oh, no. I'm, I'm, don't, I, I know all the ins. Yeah. All the ins and outs. Uh, this been, is just I've another... Been a, that's I've, been just a writer a, for, I've been a writer in gaming for about seven years now. That's just um, an extension of the conversation we were just having. Like, of course, like, of course the pay isn't as good. I mean, like someone was, someone asked me why I don't work for a specific outlet that I was like talking about, man, I wish I had more gigs. And someone was like, oh, you should write for blank. And I was like, I need, to I mean, eat. I would, <laughs> I would, but like, they don't, they, they pay much, much. They pay a third of what I get paid at other outlets. Right, <laughs> I was so like, that, I'm not going to write. Yeah, I'm not going to write there. That's, yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, but again, uh, I will so say, I, again, full disclosure, I'm biased as fuck. Jenny's great. <laughs> oh, Jenny's great. And I think that she deserves to be able to write. Yeah, she deserves she, to be able to write about she, communities and do well because she's very good. She yeah, she wants to do what I do, which is full time esports. Um, I I barely do full time esports. Like I live in upstate New York, so full time esports works. Uh, yeah. If I lived in like L.A. or like Philly or Boston, I'd be like, I'd be homeless. Spend, <laughs> upstate New York, spend any time near the Finger Lakes? How's up there? Uh, I, I live in Albany. Know. I live in Albany, so like oh, okay. pretty pretty close. Um, but like good you country, know, um, yeah, but like. <laughs> But like the, the 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 truth of the matter is that like covering the FGC uh doesn't pay very well unless you've like built up unless you like can unless you've shown an outlet that mm-hmm. has the money that it does. And also if you in my case uh are very aggressive at contract negotiating. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, hey, that's like super true. There are a lot of FCC contracts, not even just for writers, but for players as well, that are I don't want to say predatory in nature. Oh no, but... you can say I'll say it. Esports, y'all treat your players <laughs> terrible. Y'all y'all have some predatory ass contracts across esports, not just the FGC. League of Legends can be shit. Yeah. Uh Dota can be actually I shouldn't say anything about Dota because I don't know. Uh League of Legends is shit. Overwatch can be shit. Uh, CSGO is shit. Like, y'all really need to find yourself an agent or a lawyer. Yeah, to any players out there, too, and anyone who's about to sign a contract, like, get someone to look at that shit. Like, who doesn't know? If you you need to go fund me to get yourself a lawyer before you sign a contract, go fund me if that's what is needed. Just because some of y'all end up in some really shitty contracts. I've seen them. I've seen people on the other side of them. Yeah. I've, uh, I like I said, I cover esports abroad, right across the whole spectrum. I've read articles of of contract nightmares. Um, I want y'all to go, go through that. Get get an agent. And if you don't know what to do, I know for a fact that I've seen um, Ultra David say that like he might not look at your contract, but like he'll have someone. He'll try to help you find someone who will. Yeah, specific, uh, and that's like specifically I've, FGC, I've, just because like yeah, 
so I'm just saying, like, he looked at my contract. And he, I was he like, hey, out. this wording right here is, that's a little problematic. I didn't understand some wording in my contract because I work for a UK company. Things in the UK are different than things in the United States. Oh, so I was yeah. like, hmm. I was like, Ultra David, uh, help. Well, I made a Facebook status and, and James Chen was like, yo, Ultra David, <laughs> she needs help. And I was like, David, please. I don't understand this at all. I don't I'm understand, familiar a, third, with the US I understand a third of yeah. my contract. Yeah, because the legalese there is is different from how it is even framed here. That would be yeah, confusing so and guys, a nightmare, and I don't wish it upon anybody. Guys, contracts there. But yeah, I mean, like, because I, I want to talk about depressing stuff, even though our next topic is kind of depressing. Yeah. Man, I, we uh, picked some bummers this week. Sorry. Don't worry. I'll make it I'll make it funny after we're done with these topics. Okay. All right. Promise. Yeah. Uh, we, we can, because our last question, uh, I can talk about how much of a bum I am at, at, at fighting games. <laughs> that's, so, that's fair. It, so, it will, so we'll, I'll get you guys laughing. So <laughs> our next, can, can I introduce our next topic? Sure. Sure. That so Body Count I'm Fighting uh, deleted their tweet, but it they was. tweeted that they are unable to stream Tekken and Dragon Ball fighting fighters. Uh, and quote, we've been asked by the publisher to cancel all upcoming Dragon Ball fighters and Tekken 7 tournaments slash events until a formal agreement has been reached to use the IP. So this is a little weird to me because at least, so the Dragon Ball fighters is like relatively new. Mm-hmm. But they were doing Tekken 7 last because, right, like, Body count fighting's been around yeah. for like at least two years. Not new, not new. We have talked to them and, and been in all and like full disclosure. Tech, they did Tekken Seven last year, right? Yes, and like full disclosure. Uh, uh, body count fighting and our Street Fighter. There's no like official relationship there, but we basically have a like gentleman's agreement to be like, hey, whenever you have something going on, just like let us know and we'll like tweet about it or like make sure this is on the front page or like some not any kind of like bad like nefarious collusion or anything but it's also it's always been like hey we're doing something within the fgc are you doing something that we can like support each other and it's like yes it's always been a mutual agreement there's nothing in paper between the two of us i just have to say that out loud because that's no that's 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 perfectly fine and that's what you should do but, and again there's nothing like legal between us it's always been just like hey you guys are doing something awesome uh can we just like point to your community and then us be like of course like and we'll obviously point to you because you guys are doing a great job and they are doing a great job yeah i'm i'm a little confused I, it might be that it's now reached a notoriety where Bandai Namco just wants to be like, hey. Licensing? Uh, these, but yeah, like, it, it might not even be a financial thing. It might have been like, you know, at first, uh, you know, Bandai Namco was like, oh, it's just a small little thing, right? You know, no right. big deal. And it might have been that it's grown enough in notoriety that they're like, hey, guys. We got we, to stick a finger. We got to protect. We got to pr- We got to protect our branding, too. Right. And right. This is our games. I mean, it's as much as some people don't like when, when Big Brother game dev comes in, it is their property. Specifically, the the legal use of the word IP and how IP is pretty regularly strictly defended because that's how you have to defend IP for your IP 
defense to hold up in court at all is that you have to be actively out there defending it when someone might try to infringe on that let's say yeah so i'm just saying that i'm not i'm not i'm not taking sides i'm not saying body count is is innocent i'm not saying that that bandai namco is 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 the evil empire i'm i'm just surprised that it's happened now yes and that Bam, bandai namco wasn't like hey guys I guess I guess I'll say this. I expected Bandai Namco to be like, "Hey, we need to talk about IP. We're gonna let you keep using Tekken and Dragon Ball Fighters, but we need we need you guys need to either give us some money because I, I don't know what's involved, and I haven't reached out to Body Count Fighting. And the fact that they deleted that tweet, I don't think that they're going to make any formal public." No, and, and, nor, and nor should they, because in all likeliness, in all likelihood, it was probably a conversation between them and the company that's like, hey, like, we want you to keep doing this, but like, let's take a look at it. And then for them to be like, in the meantime, can you just say that, like, it could have been a friendly conversation. We don't know. And we didn't talk to them yeah, about it. That's so, like I said, the they have no reason to, to comment on that at all. That's like strictly between them and Bamco. Like, I get it. Yeah, I just think that it's weird that they're not allowed to do any Dragon Ball Fighters or Tekken in the meantime until that's it's sorted. The that's the thing. I think that that's the, only, that's the only weird thing. Like, I understand it from like from like a step back perspective of like, yes, this is a company. Like, this is how they. This is how things are done. But at the same time, I don't think that anything has really ever happened at BCF that has reflected poorly. Yeah, if if anything, it's like, oh man, it's just they've been they've been doing such great efforts at a grassroots level. Because there's the thing. Yeah, and they also don't pick big players too, right? They're always picking like you know they do great like they're doing what Michael Martin did is picking like really great. Yeah, they did Miller Time versus Low Tier God. Come on, influential people within the FGC to say here's some people who are making moves and at the grind. Uh, We're gonna highlight them and have that be part of the show. Uh, and it's, it's run by people who have that at heart. And I guess I should also say, and this is probably where Bandai Namco stepped in was that they are funded by Machinima, but from my experience with them and even just not talking to them about it, but just seeing how they operate and like the way that they reach out, it doesn't doesn't ever feel as though it's coming from it's like a business decision when they talk about stuff it's always we see this thing in the fgc that is influential we want to highlight that like period Uh, instead of because the actual esports thing to do would bring the big and big names and like bring all that stuff in that actually gets the clicks and the views because like they're not yeah. doing the clickbait stuff it's not the they're not i would say that their things. structure though is pretty is clickbaity enough not not that maybe like like one of the reasons why people tune into ceo top eight is to see you know the walkouts and and getting into the ring right so like There's the fact that they use to it. right the pop and circumstance i think is is more than enough granted like you know seeing like uh, a Chris G versus Marlon Pie UMBC three would be hype. It's exciting. Just just saying. It's exciting. You know, body count fighting. If you if you want to, you, you can't know, run Dragon Ball events. There's another. I'm just saying, there's game. Marvel versus Capcom three. You know, <laughs> it's seeing a resurgence. You know, it's still out there. People still playing it. 
we're not dead. We've been brought back to life at, at, at OBC. Like, come on. I'm just saying. But so there's the just other thing saying. that I guess I, want, I saw some people out there being confused of like, wait, how can they do this? Uh, oh, how can Bam- Bamco how, do this? Yeah. How can they do this? And I'll remind people back in 2013 that Nintendo did basically the same thing at Evo for Smash. Uh, they yeah. told Evo, hey, uh, you can't play our game at your event. Uh, they later corrected that before 2013. They were like, yeah, okay, never mind. We redact that. I'll give you, I'll give you a better, I'll give you a better Nintendo example. Okay. Nintendo killed Project M. Yes. Yeah. They said they gave them the cease and desist, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, for those of you who probably aren't familiar with that, uh, Smash, Project M was basically, uh, cause it was Brawl, right? It was Brawl on a yeah, better it engine. A, it was Brawl on Dolphin. Yeah, Mom. with some better with with some tweaks. Yeah, uh, the the like quick way of explaining it without getting it too added, technical. Yeah, smash. added characters. It's it's a very big mod, a very big mod to to. Yeah, build. it's effectively its own game. Um, and uh, it was very popular in the Smash community, and therefore, um, you know, it tournaments there were brawl tournaments at you know an Evo at a CEO whatever right. Um. And at some point, Nintendo went, um, you guys want us to give you more money? Uh, well, you can't run Project M. Like, pick pick one. Either we support your prize pots or you have Project M. And Smash Community had to pick the other. Like, Nintendo was saying that, like, we won't support you in any shape or form if you keep doing Project M. Right. So like it's it's not can. unheard of. It's it's not unheard of <clears throat> for a company to come in and be like, "Hey, stop." Now, the FGC is lucky that it doesn't get those situations a lot. Right. But because I come from a land it... of other esports where the the everything is sort of decided right by directly by it, the publisher. Like legally speaking, uh, Capcom could step in and tell us, our Street Fighters, say, you can't run your weekly tournament anymore. Yeah. We don't they, make any money off of it. They get 100% um, say that. And I legally would have no recourse to say, I basically would have to play ball with them at that point. And try and see what you could. What, yeah. So, like, now this is, and like, this is just a, now granted, that scenario is very unlikely. Extremely unlikely. Extremely unlikely. But it, it could happen. And so I'm not... They are well within their rights to do so. There's literally yep. nothing stopping them from doing that. I think both of us are on the same page that we just are confused about timing and the sort of ixnay on the XA. Right. It makes a I little bit of sense, I think, in that they had a bunch of ads during Evo, right? Yeah. So, like, maybe the wrong person in the wrong suit was like, oh, um... Well, Bandai Namco had, like, a full-on yeah. booth at... Not, at, like, had their own box at the Mandalay Bay. Ah. There was a Bandai Namco, like, box where, like, players and personalities and casters... I see. ...and Bandai Namco execs. So it might have just been that, you know, those execs that were there were like, wait a second, what's this? Yeah. Well... Because there's because they probably view it as a major tournament. They don't. They probably because it's not a local, right? Right. Like Wednesday night fights at NLBC, despite being like 
big, big names. Yeah, they're still locals. Yeah. Still right? locals, so but also the, like still big events. Like there's a lot of production that goes behind. But I, I, I doubt that I, maybe, you know, somebody from NOBC or Wednesday Night Fights will come out and say like, nope, we've we've signed some IP contracts. Right. IP agreements with, with uh, the big companies. But th- there probably haven't. Because they're still locals at the end of the day, but like yeah. body count fighting isn't a local, is my point, right? It's it, it's it's a featured event. Yes, it is. And a so feature it's very and... similar to a C. It's I mean like it's not CEO or combo breaker or final round or you know fo- uh, frosty faustings, but it essentially can be viewed in the same light to an IP. And so I'm not surprised that they went. We know this was a thing. We, we didn't know that this was like a big enough thing to have an ad at Evo. <laughs> yeah, actually, when I saw that ad, I immediately was like, hey, yo. I was like, oh, man, this is hype. I love BCF. Like, and, then I, yeah. and, then, and now that I see this tweet, I'm like, oh, no, somebody should have maybe not placed that ad. Support smaller efforts. And then it's like, oh, the rug just y'all got the rug is out from under your feet right now. Y'all yeah, hopefully I'm nothing comes of it. Hopefully they can still do Tekken. They can still do uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, I right. and I I've fully, been I fully expect since Evo that that uh, Tekken is probably the hypest live. Yes, FGC. I think the numbers live. prove that too. Live, live FGC. I don't want anybody coming here being like Street Fighter. No, you had to be at <laughs> Evo. I lost hearing in one of my ears every time Little Majin was on the stage. Y'all didn't make me lose my hearing when Cool Kid was on the stage. Nah, Tekken was pretty tight. Tekken yeah. was such a I good mean, we experience. also had Tasty Steve and, uh, fuck, what's his name? Oh, no. And I'm now friends with him on Facebook, so I can't, I can't forget his name. <laughs> Shit. Uh, oh, um. On the house oh, mic. In the house mic? Uh, yeah. it was Tasty Steve and, no, it wasn't RS because he was in. No. Fuck. I see the picture in my head. Who the fuck is it? Um, regardless, this is not a tech yeah. podcast, people. Uh, this is a Street Fighter podcast <laughs> that just happens Whoops. to cross over. And by the way, Street Fighter they're still allowed. They're still allowed to stream uh, Street Fighter yeah. at BCF. So I mean, we're I all mean, good. One Thumbs of our up. topics. Thumbs one of our that. topics, though, isn't about Street Fighter. You. <laughs> I know, and I I was the one who brought this up. I just wanted to bring it up because it is kind of the yeah it's interesting fgc news because i think it applies to street fighter 2 because at any time it reminds people that at any point this could happen any like at any event no one is safe (laughs) yeah but i I don't want to be like the alarmist guy like and no one is safe the world is sending 28 i'm not that i think at this point though capcom is pretty okay with the way the fgc i mean minus the thuggery but i think uh Capcom's been pretty happy with us lately. I think we've 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 redeemed ourselves in Papa Capcom's eyes. I suppose. I suppose, except for maybe player retention, but that's a whole other conversation. I mean, um, that that's just. But I think that's also just like a life of the game. Yeah. I don't think that we patch fighting games. So, like, I think the difference is that you know, CS:GO, League of Legends, uh, Dota, like those games get actively patched, and we don't. You have, to, you have to view it. So, like, when people say, like, player retention, they're like, you know, people have been playing League for, like, seven years. Yeah, but, like, effectively, if we game. were, like, a console game, League Season 1 versus League Season 7 is, like, effectively two different games. Right. Right? Like, you guys get new games every couple of years. 
we we don't we we legit have one game that just gets patched forever and ever and ever and ever and ever so like the meta might change a little bit so like street fighter i would consider street fighter 4 and street fighter 5 this is going to get me yelled out a bit to be essentially the closest uh two street fighter games have been in engines Ooh, okay all right i mean comparatively to turbo Right, like Turbo versus uh, like Alpha Three. Okay, all right, yeah. Those, those are sure. light years apart, right? Okay, yeah, sure. I wouldn't say that Street Fighter Four and Street Fighter Five are light years apart in the way in the games. All right. So I'm gonna we're, get we're, so much fucking hate on the Reddit now. I'm, I'm, I'll let you say that, but then so. <laughs> So then where's that conversation going, right? Because it's like, let's... So I guess, I guess, the, I guess the statement that I'm saying is that, like, because uh, you've said player retention a lot, and I think that one of the big differences here is that, like, the big games see fall-off as well. So, like, League does see fall-off. Like, we're having a huge fall-off right now. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, like, a big conversation happening in our community is that, like, has patching gone too far? Like, uh, uh, like for example, for those who... Like, a brief understanding, uh, we had a huge meta shift that fundamentally changed what type of characters went in specific lanes. Mm. Uh, traditionally, for the longest time, a ranged uh, physical damage character and a supportive character went in the bot lane. A mage went in the mid lane. Uh, top lane was more of a utility. Top lane and jungle were utility roles that sort of rounded out the rest of your comp. Um, and then... Riot made a huge change to the items and uh, to items and to ranged physical damage characters that made them pretty much doo doo, and so people were playing mages and bruisers in the bottom lane, and nobody was playing ranged physical damage characters, and that was like a huge meta shift for like two months, and people did not like it, and we're still feeling the repercussions of that change now, but like. And has there that has there been be, like open conversation with the yeah with Ryan? Devs? Ryan, okay. Ryan has said a lot of stuff about it. That so I know, you know they're pretty active about talking to the community. Yeah, but ju- just to be clear, that effectively could have been a different game. The right. change was that drastic that we could have called it League of Legends Two. Huh. Right. You guys get a new game every three or four years, so you feel your player drop off more. But if you guys had Street Fighter V forever and it just kept getting patched and tuned and more characters added, you know, you would you would feel more of that wave of people coming in and out because you're you're just one game. If you were just Street Fighter, right? And this was Street Fighter uh patch, you know, five point, you know, five point three, right? So not not patch three, but patch five point three you guys wouldn't be saying that there's such a problem with player retention because you'd be like, well, oh, we're at the peak. Yeah, because everything, everything would be shifting every, and changing so much that you'd right? have to like, stick with from it. From the Street Fighter Turbo days, right, you would be saying, oh, man, we're in, a, we're in a golden age right now, right? Like, we have so many players that we can track. Huh. But you're a different game, so you can't say that. So you can only compare Street Fighter V to Street Fighter V. That's an interesting viewpoint, given from... The different communities like that. I've never kind of heard it pitched that way. Interesting. So I just think it's interesting to talk. Uh, like I always find player retention interesting when it comes to like series games, serial games, right. because you guys, you guys forget like Street Fighter Five is doing better than Four in attendance. 
Yeah. Even though people right? are, although right? you'll hear vocal people on Twitter be like, Street Fighter 4 is still alive. It's a way better game. It's like, yo, just but play you, that game. Like, and then they but just, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just, I'm just being honest. Like I might get hate, but like Street Fighter 4 has more attendance than Street, Street Fighter 5 has more attendance than Street Fighter 4 did. That's just a fact. It's just a fact. Just like Street Fighter 5 has more attendance than, you know, all you guys love Super Turbo and you guys like Alpha 3. Still has a higher, higher, higher attendance. So like, and you could say like, oh, well, tournaments are different now, whatever. Sure, whatever. You guys can say that. At the end of the day, sales figures plus attendance equals Street Fighter Five is doing better. Or people playing it online because online is not, that's not major tournaments. Yeah. So just at the end of the day, people who are your interested. game is doing good. Your game is doing better. Your game is thriving. You're going to have fall off because the game is old. Right. Well, it's three years. It's what two? It's three years old. Yeah, I suppose. But then, like, then you see arguments of like, we saw another boost when it was like when they changed names to Arcade Edition, and I assume that's probably another title change coming in the future, where it'll be like Ultra Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. I I could Turbo. see a world where Capcom doesn't release a Street Fighter Six anytime soon, like officially titled Street Fighter Six. Yeah, I think you guys think are going to have to accept that the Street Fighter V engine, it might maybe be. with some tweaks, is going to be your game for like the next five years. Ugh, five is five might be a stretch, but I might believe you on that just because it might be hard for them for someone to pitch if they're not already working on six or at least pitching ideas for six. Then it might be a while. Uh, simply I because mean, the, even with do the, the backlash, going to fund that piece. But here's the thing, even with the backlash, right, that the quote unquote backlash that Street Fighter V got, Capcom didn't buckle. They didn't go, we're, we got to build, we got to build a new game. Capcom right. was like, nope, we, we like the game we built. We'll give you more V-triggers. They had to continually build it and, but it didn't sell as much as they wanted to at first. Like they missed it. They missed their mark by like 600,000. I think they wanted I know, to sell but I'm just saying, two I'm just and being only a... sold one point. No, no, I'm just, I'm just giving numbers to what yeah. happened at the start, just to. I'm just uh, to like give I said, context. maybe I, I'm coming from from the esports mountain to talk to you, FGC plebs. That like you guys got it good. Please, Amanda, my esports Sherpa, uh, <laughs> please explain. But I'm just I'm, I'm, <laughs> come down I'm, off I'm, here, your Blizzard Mountain. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you guys, you guys do have it good. Right, comparatively to other games, you guys got it real good. You have a tour, almost completely fully funded, by Capcom. That is true. That is true. Uh, have and have other you people looked at the prize pools? Well. Yeah. Have you looked at the prize pools for Tekken? They're not the same. Have right. Dragon Ball Fighters doesn't have a tour, right? It's called the Dragon Ball World Tour, but it's seven stops, right. and you only qualify by winning. By winning yeah that's true it's definitely not as injustice uh, doesn't have a scene anymore <laughs> oh that's a whole other conversation that i don't know if we marvel versus capcom infinite had uh, an invitational and then nothing like yeah. street fighter stop complaining yeah that those are true can, words i am you 100% can be salty you, right like you can want more but at least appreciate what you got those are good you words. You got it good. Good words. You got it to. good compared to other fighting games. And good fighting There's games. There's a reason keep why up. other fighting games give you shit is because <laughs> a little bit they're jealous. Oh man. 
Uh, that was especially true a couple of, like a couple of years back when like Street Fighter Four was on the top. Man, everyone, everyone within the Street Fighter community shat on other games like it was their fucking job. And it's like you guys are punching down, and I don't know why. Why the fuck are you doing this? And now, like once like other games start getting any little bit of equality with with Street Fighter, it's like people seem offended and it's like you are taking this the wrong way when no, equality I mean, looks like oppression you, you done fucked up <laughs> the fgc gets it a lot better than the other esports do the fgc understands that when one f when one fighting game succeeds the other ones do at the end of the day Rising and it's time. because you guys are the fighting game community right. so like you guys get that better than like the league community gets it versus the owl overwatch community so like you guys get that and i don't know how we got to this to this because i've been very i'm very soapboxy today but like y'all got it good no it's okay i've just kind of let you talk i turned the tapes on and sorry (laughs) i'm just it's just like y'all y'all really have it good and the fact that i hear people being like oh look street fighter five's dying look at the look at the numbers at evo they're they're so low it's like they're, they're so low we lost like 500 players but we still have the second most players at evo right what how are we dying Maybe we're like, maybe you like stabbed me in, in like the foot. I might be limping, but wait, Street Fighter ain't dead. And maybe Grand Finals aired at, at like Whoa, they're running two hours, at midnight two hours, on the West Coast. And we've two, been watching it was fighting two games. Two hours behind schedule. <laughs> yeah. Eva was two hours behind schedule. <sighs> it had nothing to do with Street Fighter. Day but was like, so fucking long. But like, guys. That day was exhausting. Guys, look <laughs> at your number. Purely versus every other game, you guys are living. Chill, it's great. We're gonna be shuriking forever. All right, it's gonna be fine. Yeah, but my small local community doesn't get much money. No one attends. Well, maybe speaking, your advertising's bad. Speaking up, that's a great point. That is a great point. Ooh. Oh man, you know who you need to uh, get on me? here with me? Me and Sharpie should be on if you want to talk. Like I'll talk. I love you her. Get Sharpie on here. She's fantastic. She's, she's not a Street Fighter girl. Yeah, but Skullgirls, if, that's fine. She's pistol. But but she, if you really want to talk about like how to make, if you really want an episode, this is me doing my shout out a little early. But if y'all <laughs> no, really, fine. if y'all really want somebody who could tell you how to whip your fucking local into shape, Sharpie. The yeah. purple Sharpie on Twitter. You're going to hear a lot about Skullgirls. So yeah, if you're not ready see for a lot that. Of Skullgirls, yeah, that is true. That is you, true. You're going to have to deal with it. But if you want to see like how to carry yourself as a brand, how to like run a good stream, how to run a great local. Keep your players your happy. Girl. Keep yeah. your players happy. I've yeah. never heard anybody come from Sharpie scene being like, my scene is whack. No, yeah. GM's I have people who go to NLBC who, who are like, oh man, sometimes it's kind of whack. It's not run. It's, I've never heard anybody. And I talked to mad people at Evo because I was like around Sharpie a lot, uh, both at Evo and Final Round. Mm-hmm. And I had nobody really having... N- I mean, there were some little bits because everybody like there's always room for improvement. But I've had a lot of people say that they've been very happy with that. What is that? Xanadu Games? Is that her scene? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Another shout out to another great community. Um, but yeah, if y'all really want to know how to boost boost your uh, scene, talk to her. I might have her sure. on then. Whenever we talk about whenever that article comes out about player attention. Yeah, and again, also locals, she's not uh, she's like, not huge. Just, yeah, and locals in general. And granted, she's not like Street Fighter. Again, she is like she's your Skullgirls girl. <laughs> At least that's what I have in my mind of her. Uh, however, 
we can all learn from each other. So it's yeah. not, it wouldn't be crazy for, for her to have on just to talk about uh, making the players happy, making a good community. Um, I always love seeing from her. I saw a funny tweet from her the other day. Uh, I know like bringing up funny tweets is like, is, I don't know. Is that, that's probably not good form. It's probably not a good joke, <laughs> but like her tweeting about like, y'all got uh, Sonic, you had like Sonic Fox cleaned up. You guys don't realize how, like what oh, I lived through. Did you not see my reply? Well, <laughs> oh, like, no. I couldn't follow Sonic Fox before. He had to <laughs> yeah, be on I his own that. list on TweetDeck. So that way nobody <laughs> yeah. could see it when I was at work. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that's its like, own separate Sonic thing. Fox, yeah. Old old Sonic Fox could get you fired. Yup. Yup. Like you're on tweet deck and all of a sudden there's like there's like there's like fapping happening on your screen and you're like, boss, this isn't <laughs> This isn't This guy's the best player explain... in the world. Yeah. I swear. How do I explain fighting games? I, uh, sir, sir, I swear I'm not into this stuff, <laughs> but it's on your feet. You're right. I, I, I know. Got, I, I know what else on my to feet. say right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the defense rests. The uh, defense. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll fill my cardboard box. It's okay. Because people might even assume like, ah, yeah, like grotesque, like not safe for work stuff. It's like the fapping, the, the, for the, gay, the gay stuff. It's like, yo, like that was like, think like, yes, that, but think more blood. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It's yeah. good now. It's wholesome now. Oh yeah, in it's comparison, downright wholesome. Hell yeah! Uh, All right, but <laughs> we we should move we should move the show along before this turns into like a three hour. Oh, okay, yeah, I, that is one thing I did want to bring that up. I don't know if like I typically keep these to an hour. We're like one twenty. Uh, oh, I'm fine. I've, I I mean, so we should do question of the week. I just want to respect like your time. I like we could. Oh. Okay, I'm good. Okay, okay. I, I feel bad talk- for the listener. No, they're they're fine. They actually, it's actually funny. I only I keep it to like an hour just to like, I don't know, keep myself to a time limit. But anytime I've gone over, people are like, "Yeah, that's that's fine. That's totally good. I like to hear more of that." Well, all right, I could do longer episodes, but like also like people's time is important. Like, I, I don't I don't have a real life though, so it's fine. Oh, okay, that's fine. No, that's right. <laughs> Living on journalist hours, which is like yeah. Uh, I, actually I always like working, another, but <laughs> I don't go to bed for like another five hours. So we good. Fine. Oh God, I'm going to bed like right after this. Uh, so <laughs> the question, uh, which someone DM'd me, I won't share the name cause I didn't ask their permission. Uh, but in so many words, they asked, how do I prepare for my first local? This would be attending their first local. Ooh, I can actually tell my first local story. Cause it was relatively recent. Please do. Uh, so I have always been a fighting game player, but, uh, I didn't really under, like, I'd been more of a competitive magic player. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when like other people would probably be going to locals, I was going to magic tournaments instead. Um, so when Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite came out, I found out that our TO for our Smash scene, uh, there was enough people from, I guess, the Smash locals and, you know, people who came to their store saying, like, we want... A Marvel local, right. so I was like, so he decided to have a Marvel local, which I was like, what hype? Because I don't play Smash. Let's go. Um, and so the way I prepared for my first local was one, I stopped by one of the Smash nights just to like see what, see like you know how people talk to each other. Like, are people super friendly? Is everybody kind of just like you case the joint? Focused, you, you showed up just to case the joint. 
Yeah, I just wanted to know what I was like coming into because I'm a boisterous person, but I also like making my opponent laugh. Not like as a psychological warfare thing. I just I just like having a good time. Like it's I spent money for to be to here. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I spent money to be here. I want to like leave feeling good about myself. And the way to do that is to make sure that I'm laughing the whole time. Um so that was like a big that's like a thing and so i like uh you know i I met a couple of the players uh i you know spoke to people on the facebook event i don't know if your local has one you know i kind of like hit people up being like hey does anybody want to like practice does anybody want to show up early run some sets uh i played i played a lot more online that week than i normally did i usually more of a lab monster um so i played a lot i played a little bit more online you know made sure that i my, my combos that worked in the lab worked on people you know, that type of stuff. Right. Uh, and then when I went to my first local, like I said, I went with the objective of learning. Right. Um, I think a lot of times people are like, I want to win. And like, that's a great mindset to have. But coming from like an, uh, someone who's like played magic, played sports, uh, has played League of Legends. I, I always try to enter things, especially if it's my first time. Right. Like you're saying it's your first time competing at a local. I, I definitely think you should come into a come from a place of learning. Um, and, you know, take it as like, take your L's, hold them and hit people up and be like, Hey, there's this free setup over here. Uh, you bodied me. Can you, can, can we run some more sets? Can you tell me what I was doing? Yeah. Very important Uh, to not be afraid to ask for that, that set. Cause you're at your local, right? You're not at CEO. You're not at combo breaker. People aren't running around trying to buy stuff or see friends or get food. They're they're here because they want to be around their community. They could be at home playing. It's not for the prize pool because I know what your local prize pools are. They're doo doo. Right. Um. You're you're there because you want to be around your community. So if there's any time for you to get bodied by someone and find out why, it's your local. Because you'll get dunked online and not know why. Yeah, you'll get dunked online. You might lose to the same person like in a best of five, like four times, like three times. Or you might win straight. and not know why. Yeah, but you you might you might win, right? That's another good point, though. When you're winning, you should still think about what you did. Right. The way I got better at League of Legends, like I started off bronze as fuck, was I not only thought about my losses, I thought about my wins and, and tried to replicate it. So like definitely when you win think about it too and also be like hey man why do you think i won that and make sure that you're not trying to sound brag like braggadocious literally be like hey i'm trying to get better what do you think i did right because he might think that you did something completely different right in that match than what you thought you did or they might might say i expected this from you because most players would do this but you went for this other option that is like super unsafe and it just happened to work at that time. Yeah. So, and then you find out, Oh shit, I play hella risky. Yeah. Maybe I should try to play the not risky way. Also, maybe you might go, I now recognize that this guy knows my matchup. So I should do the unsafe things because versus him, they're safe. Right. So like, that's my advice. Case the place, maybe go with the idea of just like getting to know people, talk to people ahead of time if you know people in your scene, and then go from a place of having fun and learning. Those are more important sometimes than winning because when you're having fun, you're more receptive to feedback. And when you're having fun, you want you you don't view anything super harshly because you're having a good time. I am if 100% you're too focused on that. 
if you're too focused on winning, you're very prone to tilt. And yes. tilt is not a great place to learn from. Um, and you're going to tilt pretty hard at your first local unless you're a savant. Yeah, that's actually something the I The chances I do of you crushing your first local, then you were some like FGC savant. I'm sorry. If, unless, yeah. unless you're already like, like fucking teching God, right? Or because uh, I don't know what the top, I don't know what the, the number, I don't know what the top tier of uh, Street Fighter is. What's the highest you can get? I don't range? know. It's just like fucking change. Is it like Ultra Master now? It might be Ultra Master. I don't know. Okay. They so unless you're like Ultra, un- unless something. you're like Ultra Master online, and then like it turns out everybody in your local scene is like gold, the chances of you just like smack downing everyone at your local is just so low. Which also that scenario that we've just talked about and brought up is like extremely hypothetical and not actually real. What? <laughs> the, the, the guy who's the ultra super master ultra, who just ultra. happens like, oh, I have a local community and then shows up and the, like that. I can't imagine that scenario even being like, like that might <laughs> like on the off chance that that Fine, might be platinum. true. Like, sure. You're like, you're like platinum true. then. And you go to your local <laughs> and everybody's like low gold. Right. right. It's the only scenario. Where I, can everyone. I just don't likely I not think to it's better for you to, to give to, to instead just go wanting to learn yeah, because I'm the more you learn, uh, the better you'll do. And over time as well and like you'll just yeah, you go I, to I got bodied at my first at my first four marvel uh oh uh locals i went old two every single one i barely took games to off go, of people don't be afraid and to i into. asked people i was like what am i doing wrong and a lot of people were like your movement sucks like you you just don't know how to move so i was having trouble learning how to move so i started using time stone so that i could cheat on movement ah have that crutch uh, uh yeah, and it was a crutch, but I I took more games. Like I, I I, it helped. It started doing better until I learned movement and like so whenever I felt and then realized so there's a better felt, stone for you. Yeah, but until then I had the time stone, so that I at least had movement. I I could move on the screen a lot better. Mm-hmm. But like I wouldn't have known that. I just thought I was just garbage. And they're like, no, you're comp. Like when you hit, you you confirm pretty well and you do your combos, but you don't know how to get to me. Which is huge in fighting games. That's yeah. like the, that's like one of the things that I've noticed, especially like people who don't play offline, that that is the first hard lesson that they learn is that they don't really know how to move in any fighting game, not even just Marvel, but like walking oh, yeah. forward and blocking is like yeah. a huge lesson. I also lesson came from Soul Calibur. So oh. like movement's also drastically different. Yeah. But like that's just a thing that, that I'm just emphasizing a point. That like I would have just kept o fouring for life, like o twoing for life, if I never talked to my opponents. Right. Uh, there's there's no way I would have gotten better. There's it's just I just can't picture a world where I got magically better at Marvel because I lost enough. Right. Right. Especially something like movement. That's something you're not going to figure out on yeah, your own. Yeah. There's no if like you don't realize that you're me, moving like no doo doo. Yeah. Yeah. So like you, like I needed to learn that that was the problem. Right. And so I like, I think that that's like a very important thing for you is that when you lose, don't, this, this is the only time you can play other people offline where they will emphatically tell you why you lost. Yes. Because when you go to a major, you're, you're not going to get that opportunity. Yeah. There's really not a whole lot of time for that. Usually. 
Yeah. Or so like that's my big advice. Presets. So I'm 100. percent I guess that's that. not preparing for your local. That's more what to do well, at your local. I think that that is preparation because like if you're nervous about going, you can't be afraid. You can't go in afraid to lose. Like because yeah. you hold that L, and if if you get the W, like that's just a bonus. Don't expect it. Yeah. Like just hold your L's. Go in expecting to learn two huge, uh, two things that I want to add. One mm-hmm. of the biggest things specifically for street fighter, uh, or really any game run on a PlayStation. If you play on a pad, if you have a dual shock four, learn how to unconnect that shit. Oh yeah. Please. Huge deal. Uh, your local might know exactly how to, how to do that, but I'll bring this up actually because this is very specific. If you look at this controller, uh, and I'm holding it up in the the video form of this. There is video just to archive video. It's most oh, people sure. listen to the audio, but so there is a small hole on the back of your DualShock 4. Once you unplug your controller, you hit that button, it'll disconnect it. You need like a, a paper clip or something, something very small. It's right next to that screw. It's very small. Stick a little paper clip in there. Disconnects it automatically. So you don't need to know how to go through the menus to un, un or disconnect your controller. You can just press that button. But if you don't have a paper clip, learn to disconnect it because you will fuck up someone's game. Like guarantee. You'll walk far enough away and it'll auto disconnect and you've just ruined a fucking round. Yeah. And like you won't even, the thing is you won't know it. So and you like, will be the villain. You're the villain. And Somebody will find it. out and you're the villain. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's bad form. So highly recommend that. Uh, also highly recommend just washing yourself in general. Make sure you're clean. <laughs> I have to say it. I just, it's a meme sometimes, but like wash your ass, like use soap, water, washcloth, like all over and wash your hair to get it. Please. Uh, I have to say that the other thing I want to talk about is, which I think, I don't know if like anyone really ever talks about this, uh, or has mentioned it, but your first match that you play, uh, offline against someone in a local or a tournament, uh, with that, there's going to be a huge adrenaline dump like during that match. And after that match that will super affect your the way that you play and like physically you will feel it like it's just a human response of i've never been in this situation before uh there's a like racking of nerves it's even if it's not for high stakes like your body will feel like it's high stakes and also you've never been in that situation before so your body's not ready for it so you get this huge surge of adrenaline which like can sharpen your your reaction times but what's really more important in fighting games is like keeping a cool head and like managing stress which is the opposite of what adrenaline can give you so you cool like after your match you'll lose very likely your first set and then you'll have this huge adrenaline dump of like not knowing what to do with all of that adrenaline because it's not out of your system yet. And you'll actually feel physically like trash. You'll get over that. Like, don't Can I, I tell you the fix to that feeling. I, I only want to bring it up to just to warn sure. people. Like it's not, I'm not here. I'm not trying to scare anyone from going to their locals and feeling that way. I'm just saying this is something that I want to bring up to prepare you for like, don't be like, 
oh man, like I was so nervous. I don't want that feeling again to say that feeling won't come with the second or third match. Like that'll come with your first one. Maybe it'll come back like, but lesser in the next time you play, but that feeling will get lesser and lesser as you continue to play. But what is your uh, solution to said problem, Amanda? Uh, So I can't help you pre uh, adrenaline because that's just, I don't know your specific body. Uh, and how it works. Post any match, um, and this is also a big thing that uh, I've, I definitely talk to people like Alex Myers about, uh, and a lot of people just like, especially with how much longer tournaments have been going these days. Right. Sex. <laughs> um, if you... No, no, that this is, is not the real... answer I thought what you were going to say. <laughs> no, it's... So one of the reasons that you have an adrenaline dump Ooh. is because... Okay. Um, you your body's burning energy right like it you think that you're just playing a fighting game but you're 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 exerting mental energy no, i'm being i'm being 100 serious no, uh, like, like an the, the, yeah this, i'm this, i i get a, you this, I, this track this everything athlete. you're saying has tracked so far uh, uh but let's get to the fucking thing. what about the fucking <laughs> uh snacks <laughs> uh no seriously eat, bring snacks bring uh either things like oranges um tangerines uh protein bars bring uh gatorade don't drink soda don't eat candy don't uh not even (laughs) juice is really good for you no like put put the correct things in you and you'll get more out of your tournament experience um because like things like caffeine and stuff are going to cause you to crash and they're not going to help you mentally uh over the course of like a, a local unless your local is like eight players right Right, like these these are all things that people don't realize, and then they go play at like an Evo, which I understand is more intensive than your local. But like, it's it's if you don't make good habits, you're gonna treat your body like crap, and you need to work. You want your body to work as optimally as possible. Yeah. So all, all you, true things. Yeah. So a great post game thing is to drink water. Drink water. Drink. You're laughing at me, so I'm losing my train of thought. But like, these are, this is a real thing. No, 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 I, I get you, but like... Because I played, because like I used to play Magic, right? And when I played my first FNM, which is our version of a local, uh, my first match, I had that feeling that you're talking about of like, all right, I'm, I'm mad hyped to play this person and it's best of three, right? So it's the same thing as, a, as an FGC match. It's longer than an FGC match, right? Like a Magic round is 50 minutes. Um... And I would, I like after my every every F and M for a while, and even when I went to big events, my first round was like the most taxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing that a friend told me was to bring a protein bar, drink water afterwards. Make sure you're drinking water during. Take your time. You don't have to rush into your next game. Uh, all of these things help you from getting too hyped and too amped. Um, Hold on. So. Because I think I might have misheard you when you said things you can do I said, to prepare. I said snacks. Okay. Fucking snacks. That's like the big. Uh, can, can we get can we get back to that? Because I'm 100% in agreement with you with like what you eat and things you put in your body. Totally for it. The sex though. No, that's not what I was talking about though. I I meant. No, sex. No, that 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 was not my point. I don't know uh, how you got that. Okay, I thought I thought we were just talking about fucking. No, no, no. Because like now I understand why you were laughing. I was like, I'm talking about normal shit. 
Okay. All right. But, no, because yeah. in my mind, I'm like, yo, I'm like, Great. okay, let's let's Great. hear it. Greatest greatest miscommunication ever on a podcast. Yeah. No, no, I'm like, else, let's get to series. the let's get let's get but, yeah. into the nasty business. Let's no, let's but, talk but the, about the, the, let's talk about the, the horizontal dancing. Let's go. But in the complete seriousness, though, for reals, um, if you're gonna play in a local and you're worried of like, especially if you're worried about the adrenaline jump, it's partially because you're you've exerted you you don't realize it, but mental activity uh, is just as taxing as physical activity. True. On your on your phys- on your battery, your physical resources. So, uh, no, that's that's like extremely good advice. Actually, that's. That's yeah. super good advice. Uh, I know. I know that you guys. Th- apparently, some of you may have thought the same thing that Joe was. Uh, just me. In, in, I'm still. In all seriousness. In all seriousness, though, like that. This. This, this isn't. This isn't just for locals. Don't fucking drink soda at yeah. your Evo. Don't eat candy. Eat food. If you're broke, you shouldn't be at Evo. First of all, probably not. But if you're broke, expensive. but if you're broke. Like, go to Walmart. They weren't checking bags for food this year, right? Go to Walmart, buy bread, buy peanut butter, buy jelly. Eat peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Or buy deli meats. Like, eat real food. Yep. Yep. None All of that this, sugar and caffeine actually no, none of this can't, be a detriment. It'll just, yeah. you'll, you'll, get to, you'll get to halfway through your pool and your body's going cra- to sugar crash. Yep. And then you won't be able to focus at all. And so you'll be putting more of that crap into you. And then at the end of the day, you're going to feel like complete trash. If you talk to any pro, like if you tweet right now at Alex Myers and say, what should I be doing during an event? He's going to say, drink water, get rest, eat good food. Show up healthy. That's what Bonchan says. That's what Armada says. That's what Daigo says. That's what Alex Myers says. That's what Justin says. That's what Infiltration says. Like I can go on and on. John Ding attribute some of his fall off to not having that body that he just tweeted. Right? Like, Yo, his, I love how every picture of him now, he just has a, a tank top on. It's great. Yeah. But, but, you, but it's true. If your body is great, you will play great. Just because you're playing a video game doesn't mean your body can't be in a good place. Yeah. The, the way that it's burning calories is similar to physical exertion, uh, but so, it's just mental and there is a little bit of physical element to it, but it's, it's mostly mental exertion and it's sorry, just that's as my, general. that's my other soapbox just no, because I'm, you're playing a video and I'm a big person and people have, and y'all, y'all laid me on this right there. <laughs> I haven't forgotten yet, but like, I, so it's probably funny, but like when I'm at an event, it's all protein bars, fruit, water, seltzer, tea, no soda, no candy, no, no Cinnabon, none of that stuff. Because then I'll get to the end of the day and hate myself. Yep. I am with you on that. I do the like mixed nuts, uh, yep. orange slices. Trail mix. Uh, <laughs> orange slices I know from a soccer camp. Oh yeah, but like, Whatever. turns out they have those for a fucking reason. Cause like, yeah. it's what you actually need and can use. It's like yeah. good sugars. Bananas. It's good sugars for your body. Bananas. Like, if you don't start your day with a banana, like, You're I don't know how. Up. I don't You're know how you up. get Join. by. You Yo, fucking up. That should be the title card, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what do you had to talk about bananas? If you, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's good. All right, <laughs> that'll be all right. I'll track yeah. with you on that one. Uh, but yeah, no, for real, guys. That's the that's, title card. That's, 
that, that that's like a big this isn't even this isn't even about your first local anymore no. but this is just like a general like if you want to do better at your events and you might be hitting and you're like saying like oh man i get to like rock uh, round two pools like for especially for events that have round two pools on the same day if you're like oh man how do i get how do i get like i get to round two pools and i'm just tired right and i don't know why what did you did you eat breakfast did you have lunch did you are you drinking water did you pound or have a red you been bowl? drinking or did you pound a red bull and like go get dunkin donuts because I'm pretty sure those of you who are suffering in the middle of the day, you didn't do the right stuff. Right. There's no way. There's no way you had a breakfast and, like, water with you and you're hurting in the middle of a day. That's not possible. Not. Nah, totally not. with you on that one. In full agreement, I think that that pretty much wraps it up. But, again, yeah. just to prepare people who are going out to their first locals, just saying don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to fail. Get yourself out there and learn. That's ideal. And like, I just want to prepare people that there will be like some like physical hardships with that and like mental hardships uh, that are not like these barriers super easy to get over because the person who is going to beat you is then minutes later going to like play sets with you and like have fun with it because it's you're all there to enjoy games. It's all it is. It's a good time. Okay, with that, I think that covers the question of the week. I think we fully answered that, and I have taken up too much of your time. Oh, okay. So I am going to get to the last segment of the show. Anytime Ooh. that I have a new guest, I always prompt them with two questions. Oh, uh, a fun little question just to get a little insight <laughs> on, on how, they, uh, how they feel about fighting games, I think. Can tell a lot about a person from these questions. Uh, and so I pass the first question on to you, which is, what's your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? Uh, so I, <laughs> I had to look up the name of these things because Cheryl okay. Monday can tell you, I DM'd him after I saw the show notes <laughs> and I was like, you try to make me look like a fraud. Yep. It's just fraud alert all over. It's, it's what I'm <laughs> oh, really trying man. to do. Uh, so no, uh, my favorite uh move uh normal attack is uh mitsurugi's knee slicer mm, and, okay uh I'm, I'm a mitsurugi main i like characters that are fast but have heavy damage right. um so mitsurugi fits in that category of being a lot faster than a character with his damage scaling has uh should have uh so yeah that that's that's it me, Which, I like hitting people in the kneecaps with a sword. That, that's kind of my... I'm my, trying to think about what that move, that particular move looks like. It's been a while since I played Soul Calibur. Is that the I one? Can't. Does he like sidestep with that one or is that... The... Uh, no, that's just like the straight chop to the knee. Oh, okay. It, it's just, I think it's like down A. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's down A. And so it's, it's nothing special, just down A. It's just a chop. It, the animation is literally the name, just a chop to the knee. Nice. Nice. All right. So that's I, my... I, was, I liked Misurugi in that game. I liked his, I think it was forward, forward A, perhaps. It's the one where he just like kind of lunges forward with the sword, like fencing, like almost oh, like yeah, a yeah, fence yeah. or the, the, right uh, Yeah. Yeah. No idea what that's called. Any, like most 3D fighting games have specific names for every single move. And it's like, I couldn't tell you any of that shit. <laughs> like what that forward, particular forward. is. Yeah. I know what it, I know what you're talking about. Cause like, I, Mitsurugi's like 
my my favorite character. I, I do play Maxine Young Sun too, right. but uh, Mitsurugi is definitely the one I took to tournaments. I like Mitsurugi. He's cool. Yeah, way better than I'm Nightmare. So hyped in my for six. I'm way hyped for six. I'm <laughs> oh, like, yeah. um, oh, it's gonna be great. Oh okay. man, I, 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 every event I go to six, I like. I'm like, all right, there's an hour of my day that I'm not doing any work. Like mm. at PAX East, I was supposed to be like tabling the whole time because I was working for Aniki. And I was like, uh, I'm going to leave for like two hours. So like your lunch break's only an hour. And I was like, so this lunch break, I'm not eating. I'm going over to the Bamco booth and playing Soul Calibur until they kick me off of the machine. Like they're going to physically have to get security to, to move me. Yeah. Final, no, looks, at final round, I sat there great. and people were looking at me and I was like, I'm not moving somebody else. You, you can go over there. Uh, I like pointed to another station. I didn't get to play as much Soul Calibur as I wanted at Evo, and I was really mad about it. Yeah, long lines. But I spoke to Bamco. Long lines. Bamco. Uh, Bamco, if you hear me, I already spoke to you guys. You know you want to send me a copy. <laughs> Advanced copy right here. Yo, uh, if you, well, you might want to pre order the DLC from what I hear. Um, oh, I'm going to. This is a whole. That is a whole other conversation that we oh, do I don't have not it. have time for right now. I don't want to talk about it. I'm so sad. <laughs> uh, I hate. I hate season passes. So like, yeah, the there's. She loves it now, and I. Fuck yeah, that's a that's a much longer conversation that actually I think deserves a lot of nuance too, because games should cost money, but the way that things are announced and the way that you do things to a certain community, uh, maybe you should, you know, be a little, little stronger on your messaging instead of, uh, releasing DLC characters before you're the full cast is even announced. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh whatchamacallit did that cross tag. Yeah. Cross tag did it. And then it's on the disc <laughs> cross tag. <laughs> Quote me on the box. It's on. It's on the disc. All right. Yeah. All right. No. Yeah, okay. We can't. Combo? We can't dig into that. I'm sorry. The Soul Calibur cool. is great, uh, but that is a whole. That is like another hour of conversation. If we if we yeah. really wanted to stretch it, uh, yeah. good conversation uh, to have there. Maybe bring that one. I mean, that's again not Street Fighter related. But like, oh, I'm sorry. My combo isn't a Street Fighter move. You told me oh, I could pick no. anything. Yeah, yeah. Any game. Like, by the way, like this is totally fine. Great answer. You had a good reason for it. You're fine. Uh, which brings me to the next question to move on before we talk about DLC is what is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Mitsurugi's Harvest Dance, which I think I can show you a video of. Ooh, okay. uh, uh, it's uh, so I, I will say that when I first started playing um, fighting games like competitively, which I wasn't very competitive to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, I, I hope I can find this video because I was looking this up earlier because I was looking up Mitsurugi combos because uh, I didn't know I knew the name. So I was like, fuck, what is, what is, oh man, I can't find it now. But uh, uh, it's, um, it's down kick A, uh, then B, then kick. And then while they're in mid A, mid air, you hit them with uh, B. Uh, it's, it was the first thing that I learned how to do consistently. Oh, so it's like uh, your your first bread and butter. It's like yeah, it's, it's the it, one like that sticks with you. Yeah, it's the one that uh, I like put the the time into hmm. that I knew what its name was. Like I knew I didn't. I like eventually learned that like some of the stuff I was doing were like actual air quotes combos. 
Right. You know, like how the game has like the combos that like have names because they're they're effectively auto combos. Right. Uh, it was the first auto. It was the first auto combo that like I was looking at the move set list and I was like, I want to learn this one. This one looks. This one looks cool. And so I I just kept practicing it until it felt like I was doing it the way it was supposed to be done. Yeah, your first like your first combo is like your first car. You know exactly how it handles. And then when you try yeah. something different, it's like, well, this isn't this isn't my first combo. I understand yeah, why this why this combo is good, but it's not my first combo. I mean, I feel the same way about Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> Spider Man is a character that I knew very well. And uh, what was that first Marvel fighting game? Uh, Marvel superheroes or yeah or no, are you the talking one that had about... the Infinity Stones in it? Oh, that's. Uh, I think it is Marvel. Hold on, it, it uh, might be Marvel superheroes. No, you're right. It's Marvel superheroes. I had that for I think the yeah. House? No, I had it for something, and I I knew a lot of I like played a lot of Spider Man because I liked how fast he was, and I also like Webball. Right. Um, and then I started playing like Marvel vs. Capcom three. Like I played MVC. I played MVC two, three, and Infinite. And a lot of the stuff that I remember doing as a kid who was, like, slightly above button mashing in Marvel Superheroes, I was able to still do in the other games because some of the buttons were the same. So that's why whenever a new game comes out with Spider-Man, I tend to gravitate to him as, like, my day one character. Because for some reason, every th- either, you know, there's legacy people on those games, but a lot of the buttons feel the same. Webball is still Webball. Right, uh, you know, Spider Sting is still Spider Sting. So like, it's that like nice. It's that like it's the same thing with Mitsurugi. Every time a new uh, Soul Calibur comes out, I immediately go to Mitsurugi because his his moveset hasn't really changed over yeah. the years. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Yeah. So it, to your to your bread and butter, your first bread and butter, first car, a hundred percent agree because that's how I am with uh with 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 uh Spider Man. Like every game I've played that has him in it, it feels the same. I don't feel as intimidated. Uh, playing the character right because there's a certain hominess to it where it's like okay like i can see where they shaved off the edge here a little bit or maybe made this bezel a little bit different but it's effectively the same car yeah the web ball still happens the web ball reality slow <laughs> well yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> That's funny. Like that game had had the reality. I mean, Reality Stone worked very different in that in that game. Oh yeah, but... and, and, and and Marvel vs. Super. I was so confused by by Stones when they were showing MVCI stuff because like this is way more busted than what was going on. <laughs> yeah, in Marvel Superheroes. No, that's oh, good boy. stuff. Yeah, that's that's good. I haven't really like thought about combos being or having that legacy effect. Uh, and that's a good wholesome answer, and I appreciate that. Yeah, good stuff. it's just one of those things that you know Mitsurugi's had, especially like the like the knee slap, like that's in every game, right? Right, it's in every, every game. So it's like it, it's I'm, and I, I think everybody's the same way, right? They have the character that they. One of the cool things about fighting games is that your characters will almost always play the same, ish. For the most right? part, for the most part, um, unless you're like somebody who like played Street Fighter. And then like can't, like Street Fighter Two and like hasn't touched Street Fighter since Street Fighter Two and then plays Street Fighter Five and it's like the fuck does Sagat do? Like I don't understand right. any of this, right? But for the most part, your character feels somewhat the same, um, and I think that there's a nice comfort. I think that's why people miss their main so much. It's not because oh man, I remember winning. It's this thing where like you put your controller in your hand, you go into the lab, and you just do. 
Right. It just it just happens. You don't have to. You're not thinking about it. You're just doing it. That's why people want it. That's why people want Blanca. That's why people want it Blanca back. You know. That's why people miss Ryu. I, I haven't seen him in the game. I don't know when they're releasing him. Um, uh, yeah, put Ryu back in the game, please. I, I know a lot of Ryus who would get on that train and actually oh, start like I fucking that wrecking joke. shop. That, that's like my joke uh, whenever I talk to players that I know that are former Ryu players. I just ask them if they miss Ryu in the roster and when do they think Ryu will be in the deals. Like, what season does Ryu come out? Right. And then they, <laughs> they, they, they chuckle and then, they, and then it's like a great... It's, it's like breaker. a great uh, fun. It's like a great way to let them know that I know what I'm talking. Just if it's a player that know me, right? Um, it's like a great way to be like, I'm aware of the lingo. You know, like the guy at the skate, the, the like the meme of the picture with the guy at the skateboard, and he's like, "Hello, my hello, fellow, fellow youth. kids. Hey, hello, yeah. fellow youths. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, that that's my hello, fellow youths moment. It's like I, I speak the lingo, guys. Backwards cat. All right. Well, I think that that leads into what I like to do at the very end of the show. Speaking of yourself, uh, we got to pitch you at the end. We started with a pitch. We're going to end with a pitch. So, like, what is upcoming? Uh, where should people go to find you? Uh, so, the most the, important, the, the most important thing is if you guys could go to my Patreon. Today is August twenty third. The last day you can donate to my Patreon to count for. For next month is August. I think August is a 30-day month, not a third. No, it's a 31. That's 31. So you guys have you guys have a week and a day to contribute to my Patreon. And if you guys could get me to $215, we are at 204. I could a hundred percent book my trip to Canada Cup. No problem. However, if you guys get me to 250, I can go to DreamHack Montreal and Canada. that's two events that's better so uh if you guys can get me to 250 i can go to both events with no problem um so that that's my that's my main pitch there's some patreon exclusive content and specifically patreon exclusive fgc content there's a goichi interview that's only on my patreon it's not on any other site um my sonic fox interview is only on on my patreon uh but you guys are probably going but we like street fighter there is a behind the scenes director's cut of my problem x interview there's a luffy interview where we talk about how much he how uninterested he is in shonen jump force (laughs) Um, that's funny (laughs) you know there's the patreon exclusive uh Kane Blue River interview. There's a Kawhi yeah. Face Miles Patreon exclusive interview. There's a Jack, there's a Jackie O Patreon exclusive interview. Uh, we're gonna be talking to Jason Banks soon as a Patreon exclusive. Oh, uh, I think we're also gonna we're also gonna be talking to Damascus uh, pretty soon. I don't know mm-hmm. by the end of the month as a Patreon exclusive. So there there is something that you guys get out of it. And unlike a lot of other Patreons, if you donate a dollar, you get access to all of the content. There's no like, oh, you gotta donate ten dollars a month to get to get to the content. No, one dollar a month gets you access to all of the content on my Patreon. Yeah, that I should plug like Jakes.tv. Yeah, I should plug my YouTube. But like, in all seriousness, if you guys back my Patreon, 
I can go to FGC events and keep forcing outlets to have FGC content. Yes. But if I can't more get to those should events, have more FGC content. True. But if I can't physically go to those events, I can't do that. Like I I don't have my travel covered by my outlets. I'm just a freelancer. Mm-hmm. So if you guys send me to events, I go hard. Y'all sent me to final round. I went hard. I did 12 interviews at final round. You guys sent me to Evo. I did 10 interviews at Evo. You guys sent me to Red Bull Battlegrounds last year. I did eight interviews. When you guys send me to an event, I go hard for you. So if you guys can get me to those, to that, either of those goalposts, either 215 or 250, I'll go hard for you. Well, that sounds like a good deal. A good, also just a dollar for that content as well. That sounded yeah. like, it sounds like you had a lot of stuff behind that wall and that's not a very high pay. Well, that's like no. a high, that's a, a pay pebble. Yeah, a dollar. Single brick uh, in the wall. Full disclosure, Joe Monday is one of my patrons. He gets, he gets access. Yeah, I probably should say full disclosure. Yeah, I'm in there. Yeah. <laughs> I but, suppose. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it yet. The You should watch the director's cut of the Problem X interview. I have. Like, it's very good. It's, it's good. And you got a lot of backstory behind how it happened. Yeah. No, so, like, that's that, that's what I want to do for you guys. I The whole point of my Patreon, sir, you, like... Because I'm, I'm just a content creator, right? Like, I'm not an artist. I'm not a cosplayer. You know, I don't do lewds. So I'm not, I don't really have a lot to sell you that you can't get anywhere else. The only thing I can tell you is that I care about this community a lot. I've done a lot to... I, 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 I grinded other esports so that I could just cover the FGC. And now I can just cover the FGC. And the way that I can keep just covering the FGC is if you guys keep sending me to events. So if you guys keep sending me to events, and I'm setting a really low fucking bridge here. It's a low bar. It's a low bar. 250 to go to two events. I'm not even asking you to pay for my hotel. Well, I think a lot of that grind definitely shows in your work, and I think your work can speak for itself. Thanks. But that's the only thing I really want to pitch. I don't really care if I get more Twitter followers. I don't care about my YouTube. I where can people sound... find you on Twitter? Uh, just to give me give people your Twitter. Eye. You can find me at Amanda <laughs> T N, like Tracy Nicole Stevens. Uh, okay. On Twitch, I am Twitch.tv/sagegenosis. That's S A G E G N O S I S. On YouTube, you can just search Amanda uh, East, uh, Amanda Stevens Esports Unicorn, uh, and you'll find me. Uh, my website is sagenosis.com. You can also find my content on jinx.tv. Uh, you can also find content by Virginia Glaze on there. And F-Word, just as a heads up, uh, I am the managing editor of provengrounds.tv. If you're interested in creating your own FGC content, we are looking for it. Uh, we are a training ground for people to learn how to be esports content creators. Uh, and then, like I said, my Patreon is patreon.com sagenosis. Uh, $1 gets you a ton of content. There's also content for free on my Patreon. So you know that the stuff is good first. Cause you know, you got to give them that free taste and then they're hooked. And then they're like, oh man, I want more. So yeah, that first hits free. Yeah. That first, that. The, the, there's a lot of, there's some great, there's some great free content on there too. Like there's an interview with F champ when he made, uh, when he just missed top eight last year, mm-hmm. of street fighter and was in top eight of Marvel? No, it was the no, other was, way around. He missed Marvel yeah. Top 8, Street Fighter Top 8. So this yeah. was right before he got on stage. Ooh, okay. Uh, 
you know, so there's there's some there's some really dope free stuff on there, but I'm hoping that you you see the free stuff, you enjoy it, and then you go for the behind the scenes content. So that's right. that's my pitch. I think that's good pitch. Uh, and if people aren't into it already, then hell, man, just just a dog. I'll be to be honest, I'll be at Canada Cup probably regardless. Yeah, but just I really would like to go to DreamHack Montreal because I live three hours from it. Like I live in upstate New York. It's not a it's not right. a long trip. I've uh, I won't have to worry about like hotel in in um, Montreal because I have friends out there. So right. like if if you guys could get me to both, I'd be forever grateful, and I will show that gratitude in the content that I give you and the amount of content. Uh, so yeah, thanks All for right. having me on. Yeah, no, it has been it has been a pleasure. Uh, man, two hours talking about bananas. Goddamn. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, honestly, no, great show. I, it was a pleasure having you on. Uh, any, if anyone's listening here, it, just despising the two hour show, you got a big block this week. Uh, so apologies or you're welcome. <laughs> I don't, I don't know which way you guys are going to go on, on that one. So that one's up to you to decide. Uh, but that's a show folks. Um, again, I'm Joe Monday. You can find me at super Joe Monday on twitter.com or joe underscore monday on reddit uh, or you can just hit up the official twitter account of our street fighter which is at reddit sf that's at reddit sf if you have any questions just at them uh dms are open slide into those dms you're good uh, but that's a show every Thursday. want to remind people that we have the tournaments on Mondays and Fridays, and we're changing bracket service for a Monday tournament. We're no longer going to be using Challenge. I've used Challenge. I've used Battlefy, Smash. We've used a lot of them, uh, but we're switching to a newer one, Payday.gg, so there might be a lot of questions. I have a post on the subreddit about all of that and why we're changing, uh, which I think will benefit the players overall. Uh, and highlight players and allow us to highlight, highlight stuff that you guys have going on. Like if you have the main deal is that, and if I can briefly touch on this before we end the show is that they allow it very easily for me to see the bracket, see if you're streaming, click on the thing and immediately watch your stream. So if like we've already watched our, our match that we had on stream, I can flip over to any other stream in the bracket and see any other match. It'll be like the NFL network of street fighter tournament online tournaments, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm very excited about that. And just that helps to give credence to the players. Cause there's so many good players that attend and helpful players that attend the weekly, but that's my pitch for that. Uh, and that's a show. Got to wrap it up over two hours again. Thank you so much, Amanda, for sticking it out over this long, long show. <laughs> it is greatly appreciated. It has been a pleasure. Uh, but that's show, folks. But until next time, take care. <laughs>